Hello everybody and welcome back to Groupwise podcast episode today. My name is Marvin and today my team and I will be discussing how to use a video in a teaching situation or a classroom setup. So you will be hearing from three of us today. Firstly, Vimpy will be up discussing lighting in the venue. After him, once he has concluded, Nikki will be up to discuss space and size of the screen in relation to the area. And then last but not least, I will be discussing a few pointers to consider when trying to use a video in a teaching situation or a classroom setup. Thanks Marvin for that introduction. As by now, you should know my name is Vimpy Annandale and I'm doing my sound file for our podcast about using a video in a teaching situation from our school here in Belleville, Cape Town, South Africa. My job is to tell you about the lighting in the venue. In the beginning, God said, Let there be light. Now, if the creator of the universe decided to start his entire process by creating light first, it is impossible to overstate the importance of lighting for video production. The lighting completely changes how a shoot looks, it affects the mood and directly influences the overall quality of the scene. According to Tubular Insights, key lights, fill lights, and backlights, in short, the three-point lighting system, will be your best friend while you're shooting. This could be as simple as two desk lamps and a floor lamp. Let me explain. The key light is your first and most important light is used on the main subject of a shot. Its purpose is to highlight the form and dimensions of the subject. It provides surface and forms detail. Ideally, this lightning should be pointed at a 45 degree upwards and off the camera axis angle. The fill light supports the key light. It's considered a soft light that helps reduce some of the deep shadow on the face of the three-point lighting setup. It should be placed opposite of the key light and pointed more or less at a 30-degree vertical angle. And lastly, the backlight is used to separate the subject from the background. The main purpose is to provide depth. As opposed to the other lights, this one is placed directly behind the subject roughly on a 45 degree vertical angle downwards. The backlight should be more or less 1.5 times brighter than the key light. All of the lights should be off camera and it should not be seen in the video that you're trying to create. Also remember, do not record in front 
of a window. Nikki will be up next and she'll be discussing space, size of the screen in relation to the area. Thank you very much for listening to my piece on lighting in the venue. students and Dr. Miller of TOGI. My name is Nikki Taylor and I'm in Group Y. I'm presenting to you live this afternoon from Somerset West Cape Town. I will be discussing with you point two of assignment four which is space and size of screen in a video setting. According to the World Health Organization, 80% of educational material is remembered when delivered via visual means, and 90% through interactive lessons, compared to just 25% which is retained from one-way verbal lectures. As a result of this, visual communication technologies are revolutionizing the way education is delivered in schools and universities. But as the traditional delivery of education diminishes and digitization in general increases, so does the negative impact on eye health. In fact, research has shown that there has been a dramatic increase in myopia among young adults, which is double the amount of 50 years ago. So, despite the established link between the use of screens and eye health, Many schools today still remain uninformed as to the proper screen use and decision-making protocols. Achieving the optimum display with the correct visibility is critical for both teachers and students, allowing everyone to make the most of every lesson with vibrant on-screen content. First of all, let us discuss the different sizes of the classrooms. Consider the following. Have you got a large classroom, a medium-sized classroom, or a small classroom? Typically, what should you look for in the size of your screen? In a large classroom and lecture hall, the viewing distance should be 3 to 11 meters. The typical screen size would be 100 to 500 inches. This will allow for one-to-many lectures and information sharing Content type will be presentations, diagrams, and websites. In a medium-sized classroom, the viewing distance is between 2 to 3 meters. The typical screen size is 65 to 200 inches. The type of lesson allows for a collaborative environment with interactive whiteboard presentations, teaching content, and diagrams. Small classrooms are viewing distances of about 1 to 2 meters, with a typical screen size of between 50 to 65 inches. So it all starts with finding the right screen size for your classroom. The simple choice is so important. You need to display your content clearly to have engaging lessons while also ensuring that you adhere to health and safety standards. You wouldn't be comfortable working at a desk where the screen is too small. It's not good for your eyes and can also compromise the quality of the on-screen content. 
for the same reason you need a screen size that is correct for your teaching space. The screen size and scalability and fit for purpose means that you need to consider the viewing distances from the screen. An effective way to do this is to use the simple method of the 468 rule. Now what is the 468 rule? Basically what this means is that the further a student should not be more than eight times the vertical height of the screen away. So for instance if your screen is two meters and your first student in the row sits at eight meters away that allows for inspection viewing. If they are sitting 12 meters away it allows for detailed viewing. If they are sitting 16 meters away it allows for passive viewing. In each instance the ratio is four to six to eight times the screen height size. Today's learning methods are no longer centered on one person presenting to a group of students. Instead, students are presenting to other students as well as using screens to work collaboratively throughout the wider group. Therefore, classrooms require careful planning to in a process to facilitate appropriate integration of technology. It is important to assess the needs and limitations of the environmental parameters, such as classroom size as well as number of learners. Screen size and space should be adapted according to the large, medium and small classroom rule as mentioned previously. There are currently several guiding principles that should be followed in order to maximize learning capacity and minimize the impact on students' eyesight. According to guidelines set out by the University of South Wales in its report entitled Audiovisual and Teaching Space Guidelines, we read the following. The bottom of the screen should be no lower than 1.2 meters from the floor. The minimum distance between the first row and the screen should be twice the screen height. The minimum screen width should be the same as the distance between the closest viewer and the screen and the maximum horizontal and vertical viewing angle is considered to be 45 to 30 degrees respectively. Taking it further, the guidelines are also in place for the type of information being viewed in a classroom setting. The widely accepted 468 rule is based on the recommendations of research and regulation bodies and stated the furthest participant in the room from the screen should sit no further than four to six to eight times the vertical height of the screen away, depending on the type of task being performed. Passive viewing, for example, video viewing, can be the furthest away, followed by detailed viewing, which is, for example, general reading of presentations, and lastly, inspection viewing, which is small text and spreadsheet content whereby the furthest participant can be no further than four times the vertical height of the screen away. As research and analyst firm the Smart Cube reports, numerous factors come into play when ascertaining the technology to opt for and the size of the screen needed, including ceiling height, length and width of the room, number of people in the room, lighting available, 
as well as budget. Current, currently, there are no universally recognized standards for screen size, only guidelines. However, it cannot be disputed. The larger the screen, the more likely the information is to be clearly seen and therefore retained and comprehended by the classroom audience. When it comes to visual communication and interactive and collaborative learning, screen size does in fact matter. Thank you very much. Over to my colleague. In my segment, I will be discussing a few points to consider when using a video in a teaching situation or a classroom setup. Number one, it is important that you as the educator understands the objectives of what you are trying to achieve through the video. Secondly, make sure you can communicate these objectives clearly to your students. It is also imperative to gain the attention of the students through the teaching video. Make sure that your video is stimulating in order for students also to recall prior learning on a particular subject or topic. Make sure that your content is presented in a systematic manner and makes it, that makes it easier for the students to follow. Make sure that your video can also provide guidance through the learning process. A video that elicits performance or practice is a good video. A video that can elicit or foster feedback from both the student and the educator is a good video. Also, finally, make sure that your video can also assess performance through your video thank you very much for listening to our podcast please enjoy the rest of your day and good luck with the rest of the course thank you